What does every grocery store aisle now have in common? Products that come in paper packaging. And we don't just mean the obvious ones like cereal boxes and juice cartons. From beauty products to boxed water, there are more opportunities to go papertarian than ever before. So why should you? Because paper comes from a renewable resource and can be recycled up to seven times. Simply put, it's the smart choice for the environment. And it turns out, the easiest choice for you. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Go behind the wheel and under the hood on everything automotive with high-speed stuff from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello, everybody. Thanks for uh, tuning in with us. Scott, hello. Hi, Ben. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Let me take a second to introduce you as the auto editor of HowStuffWorks.com. Thank you. Among other things, you're a Renaissance man. <laughs> right. Right? Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I'm I'm here to ask some car questions. You're here to answer them. You you feel like that's what we've been doing the past few episodes. Past uh, fifty or so. Yeah. yeah. Has yeah. has this been working for you? It's worked out okay. Okay. Well, let's no need it. to change right now. I guess. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah. let's let's do it this time. All right. This way. Maybe our next episode will be about you know checkers or backgammon or something. Oh. Okay. Are you an expert in? Checkers and backgammon? Uh, I was just kind of banking on, on you learning about it. <laughs> okay. I'm kidding. Yeah, so. But uh, yeah. but here's here's a pretty interesting one. You'll recall earlier we did a podcast about the basics of cars, why they have four wheels, two headlights, etc. Yeah, we we tried to answer some of those. Yeah, that was Yeah, and we got we got some we got some good responses and we and we found some pretty interesting facts. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here's another one that we didn't really address. Why are car engines where they are? Because conventionally, they're either in the hood or what they would call the boot uh, in – or the trunk. Excuse me. The trunk is called the boot, I think, outside of the U.S. Mm-hmm. But from what I've been reading, that's not the only place that motors can go. Is that correct? Well, you're talking about engines probably. Engines, engines yes. yeah. Engines and motors. Motors are electric. Mm-hmm. Engines are the internal combustion. I didn't mean to correct you right off the bat. I'm just saying I understand what you're getting at, but um, – if you, if you want to be clear about it, we should say that uh, we're talking about motors, really, because they can move motors because they're very small. Um, engines are a little more difficult. That's why they're typically you know center mounted in the in the chassis, either in the front or in the rear or midships, which is just in front of the rear axle. That's a great point that there is a difference between engines and well, motors. Yeah, you know, I, I'm only I'm a stickler for that right now, mm-hmm. particularly because we've been doing so much with hybrid cars recently and. Hybrid cars have both an engine and a motor, and if you screw up the definition between one or the other, or if you mention it, you know, mm-hmm. in the wrong place, of course, you know, it can get really messy. That, that gets quick. very confusing. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I always try to keep that straight. What's you know, if it's an engine, it's internal combustion, you know, or diesel. Uh-huh. Uh, well, diesel. 
You understand <laughs> what I mean? Yes. Um, and if it's a motor that you're talking electric. And, a, and an electric motor, then, it's uh, easier to have that placed somewhere different in a vehicle? Yes, it is, because um, motors are relatively small. You've seen electric motors before. They're in sure. a lot of different toys and mm-hmm. gadgets, games. Also in hybrid cars, like we talked about, but they're really not very big. Um, some of them, you know, they can be big. They can be, you know, good size. That um, I'm holding my hands up here, almost like a, <laughs> like a. Uh, let's say you go to an ice cream shop. All and, right. And um, you know the uh, the bin that they hold the ice cream in in the freezer in front of you. Oh yes. They can be about that size and diameter. That that cir- you know that circumference, I guess. What we're talking about is is a lot smaller. They've, uh, they, you know, of course, getting better. They continue to reduce the size of these things. They, they get more and more advanced, um, more and more powerful as well, which is pretty impressive. You know, they get smaller and more powerful. And uh, they're able now to put motors within wheels. Inside. Now, let's be clear when we say this. Uh, when we say the wheel, of course, as we drew a distinction between engines and motors, <laughs> let's draw a distinction between wheels, wheel wells, and tires. Okay, wheel wells. That's the uh, that's the part of the body that's carved out for a wheel and tire to uh, to to sit within. You know, it, that's where it moves within. Yeah. Okay. The wheel is, or the rim, sometimes is what it's called, is the metal part or you know composite material, whatever it is, um, that holds the tire, which is the rubber part. And so we're talking about mounting something within. I guess you'd call it the rim of the of the car, if you want to want to describe it that way. But I, I'll just say wheels. Um, so these these motors are mounted completely within the wheel of the car, and you know oftentimes there's there's two or four. You know they don't want to do just one; it'd be two or four just to balance it out and get enough power to to drive the vehicle. But um, yeah, again, again, they're right in the wheel. It's it's pretty amazing. Now that has to be, especially when we're describing this way. You're not exaggerating how much smaller these things have become since the advent of hybrid cars. Yeah, well. The, Okay, here we go again. Yeah. This isn't really a hybrid car either. No, because no. these cars with in-wheel motors, for the most part, at least as far as I know now, um, and these are prototype vehicles sure. at this point, I should stress. They're not really production on the road vehicles yet. Um, the electric motor is really all that's powering them. These are all electric cars. And as of right now, there's no mass-produced electric mm-hmm. cars on the road. Um, but these, this idea definitely has legs because... Um, just the, the efficiency of it. You should, I mean, it's it's extremely, extremely efficient because you're talking about a a motor that's powering the wheel that it's located within. There's mm-hmm. very little loss of energy um, or efficiency uh, between where the power is produced. You know, if, you can argue if that's in the battery or if that's in the motor, but sure. I'm saying from the motor to drive the wheel, it's something like 90% efficient versus. An internal combustion engine-powered car, a standard car, mm-hmm. I think efficiency numbers are somewhere around 20% or something like that because by the time it gets through the transmission, the um, uh, the drive shaft, the differential, you know, et cetera, it gets to the, the axle, to the wheel, mm-hmm. you've lost 80% of that efficiency from the engine. So um, these are extremely efficient, and, of course, with electric motors, you're talking about instant available torque. Right. Um, and that's really pretty important when you're talking about uh well that's that's why they're so great really is because you get all of your power instantly so, and that sounds like a definite advantage right over some of the uh i guess the mainstream technology we have now yeah right now we've got um mainly if you're, if you're talking about electric 
vehicles. We don't again. We don't. Well, have, we don't have any mass produced. No, but we have. Um, we do have hybrid cars, and they use both. And you know, the the placement of it is still kind of near. It's in between the engine and the wheels, mm-hmm. and you're still talking about a little bit of a loss, a bigger loss of efficiency. It's not exactly. You know, it's not as close, and it's not quite as efficient as these in-wheel electric motors are. Oh, and Scott, let me go back while we're talking about hybrid cars. Uh, earlier in here, um, I when I was saying that the motors in these in these they're concept vehicles right now and prototypes mm-hmm. in these vehicles in the wheels, these are still smaller than the motors found in hybrid vehicles. Is that correct? Oh, correct. And you know what? I'm this will be even more amazing, I guess, than if uh, if you're impressed with that because. This is the crazy part. These these in-wheel electric motors replace so many things in a car. This opens up all kinds of area within the vehicle that can be used for, um, you know, extended passenger compartment areas. It can be um, used for, you know, bigger crumple zones and better designs, maybe stronger designs. Oh, yeah. Um, because it, here's, what it, here's what it replaces, if you think about it. An in-wheel electric motor replaces the engine, replaces the transmission, there's no clutch needed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is also crazy. The, the suspension system and the braking system are all completely contained within the wheel as well. So you've got within this wheel. Now, you know the, the size of a wheel. And we're not talking something huge like a big truck wheel or anything sure. in most cases. I've, now, there is a, a truck that we'll talk about in a moment. But uh, there are car versions of this, you know, compact car versions that have these wheels. Um, there's an in-wheel electric motor. There is the braking. The full braking system is within within the wheel. It's electric, mm-hmm. and there's also um, the suspension system, which is an electronic system, which you know, of course, is. I mean, it's super fast because it's electronic. It you know reads the reads the road. You know that type of thing. It it, it adjusts so quickly that you know it's it's supposedly flawless. We'll see when it comes out. We but, hope. Yeah, that's right. It, it's just it's a it's a well thought out well designed system and right now the, the people that are making it and we should say that we're going uh, we're basing this on uh, Michelin's idea um, and they call it the active wheel system that's what they call it active wheel system from Michelin if you want to search it and find out mm. what's going on with AWS it. Michelin yeah that's right yeah you'll find it so um, you know again extremely compact yeah. but extremely um, efficient and also you know just just well thought out. I mean, it's it's really pretty cool how they can get all of that into the area within a wheel. I'm yeah. impressed. And and we should also point out, you know, for our regular listeners, you're not really one to uh, just just let something slide. There's been a couple ideas we've talked about where you said, you know, maybe it was close but not not mm-hmm. quite on the mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it sounds like you're you're getting behind this one. Well, I am. Um, as, you know, as much as I can get behind electric cars right now, because you know, so far we haven't seen anything that's, I don't know, nothing that's really outstanding. We've seen the Tesla. Sure. Uh, there are other cars on the way that you know are promising a lot, but mm-hmm. we haven't really seen the action from them yet. Now the Tesla, that's that's an impressive car, but um, right now it has limitations, and that's mostly. Uh, the infrastructure that we have in place, sure. we just don't have enough to support it right now. Mm-hmm. And, and there's course, also there's, battery weight problems. Yeah, right? battery weight problems because we're not using lithium-ion batteries with uh, with a lot of frequency right now. We we do, but you know, in other devices, not cars right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are there there I should say there is some limited use of lithium-ion in in vehicles right now, but um, again, very limited. And um, you know, once we get the infrastructure in place, I think 
you know, it's it's definitely possible. But then there's also the, uh, you know, the one hundred thousand dollar price tag on the Tesla. Oh yeah, yeah. what a bummer. Yeah, that that's is. true though. That is hundred thousand. Yeah. Kind of puts it out of reach right now for most people. But um, yeah, a lot of people who, a lot of people who would like to buy a Tesla mm-hmm. could maybe save up and buy one, mm-hmm. and then not be able to afford. <laughs> any expenses involved in driving it you know it's <laughs> or, kind of a catch or a house you know with the garage to park it in sure maybe yeah. tesla should make an rv yeah maybe <laughs> <laughs> that would help yeah them. i guess they've got a new one coming out pretty soon it's uh it's supposed to be in the fifty-six thousand, sixty thousand mm-hmm. range um well, we'll see how it goes we've heard that and yeah. now you know when we're talking about the batteries though even even so um even with a lithium-ion battery um the the concept that i'll that i'll talk about in a moment here yeah. even with lithium-ion again um, the battery weight is still a thousand pounds, so Man. you're talking, you know, heavy battery weight. But then again, you're doing away with the engine, transmission, you know, et cetera. So okay. it's a, a trade-off. Lot of, a lot of the suspen- suspension, yeah. And um, okay, well, we should just talk about the uh, the concept right here. Um, yeah. The one that I used in the article, or the uh, freelancer rather that wrote the article, um, Christopher Niger, um, he said that uh, the Ford Hyperdrive H I hyphen PA drive uh, one F-150 so it's a big truck a big Ford pickup truck sure um, it has it was shown at the SEMA show in 2008 and it had four um, four in-wheel electric motors and that replaced the V8 that was normally in the F-150 okay and it had over 600 horsepower wow I know and what did they do with all the empty space left behind well by you know what I, I gotta say I didn't see under the hood of the thing um, I didn't go to the show, and yeah. the, the photos that I've seen haven't shown me what was under the hood. But I gotta imagine there was nothing because you're not going to carry an, you know, an empty. Well, actually, you would carry an empty. You wouldn't carry um, just an engine for no good reason. You wouldn't leave it in place. And right. I'm sure that there's other things that have to go in there, like maybe some of the battery, just to mm-hmm. distribute the weight. Yeah, um, I, I'm just not sure, but um, maybe yeah, some I, kind of charging components for wherever you initially wherever the plug-in is yeah correct yeah that could be uh, just any number of things up there i mean they could relocate some of the things that you normally wouldn't find under the hood um to under the hood to save room within the interior or um there's just a variety of things you can do with that space i I usually save a typical question for the end Mm -hmm. and and we're moving away from me asking you if you would drive one (laughs) especially we can't really say that about these yet because they're they're not out, but uh, they seem like there would be a possibility. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'd like to ask you to do, if you're okay with it, and it's cool if you're not, is to uh, forecast a little bit, mm-hmm. look into your uh, your crystal auto ball there, and uh, give us a little bit of speculation. I know it's your favorite thing. <laughs> <laughs> so if you could speculate, do you see this coming out before the infrastructure that you know we've said the infrastructure and the battery weight those are two obstacles with electric vehicles mm-hmm. could you see this coming out as a viable alternative you know i actually could because um it's in a few different um concept vehicles right now mm-hmm. and um venturi is using them uh, mitsubishi is using them ford is using them oh wow um, a lot of companies are really taking a good hard look at in-wheel electric motors right now and i think that there's a, a chance that that may be the way to go because they're they're just so um so compact, so efficient, you know, they're, and they're only getting better. 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's the way this stuff works. I mean, it just gets better and smaller and faster and stronger. And it sounds like uh, the $6 million man, right? It did. I but, was going to let you keep or going. Or is it billion? Six, uh, six million. Uh, six, six million. million. It was a long yeah, time ago. Yeah, that was ago. before inflation. Yeah, so. six million. That was a lot of money at one point. Right? Yeah, at one point. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's definitely possible. And, um, you know, given that the uh, the F-150 that I just talked about had a range of, I think it was 100 miles, which isn't bad, I guess. No, um, not at all. Not, not terrible, not great, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it's possible. I mean, I really do. How about you? Do you think, uh, I mean, from what you've heard, do you think it's uh, it's a possibility? From what we've been talking about, and, and we've kicked this idea around a couple of times mm-hmm. off the air, it seems like the advantages outweigh the disadvantages mm-hmm. uh, for, for a lot of people. Now, as I've said before, you know, I am against the an increased number of moving parts. But I, I feel like it's a trade-off too because when you consider that there are four motors, right? So every vehicle with this essentially has four-wheel drive. Um, that- no, you could have two-wheel drive. Also. Oh, okay. You could have, and you could put the two in. You could have two in front and or mm. two in the back. So mm-hmm. you could have a front-wheel drive vehicle. You could have an all-wheel drive vehicle, or you can have a rear-wheel drive vehicle. I see. Okay. All right. Kind of so- depends on the manufacturer what they want to do with that car, if it's or or that truck. Okay. Okay. Well, that that it's, changes my mind a little bit. Flexible. If it's and, flexible. And really, when you're talking about an electric motor, there's far fewer moving parts within an electric motor than there are within an internal combustion engine, that's for sure. You're reading my mind. That's yeah. what I was going to say, because although there are four, uh, there are possibly, there are up to four motors, mm-hmm. uh, there are still, per motor, there are less parts. So I... I don't know, man. It would take a lot for me to jump onto it. I would need to know that there was an infrastructure there. There was either a mechanic who could fix things if they went wrong in my area, or the ideally it would be simple enough uh, and the parts would be available widely enough that I could do it myself. So, hmm. And see, I bring up mechanics because with the cars that I have now, I, I only won't own one of these cars, the Monte Carlo, but I take care of a couple of cars, uh, and when I take care of these, one of the things that I that still keeps me from getting a hybrid is that I know enough to fix most of my car's problems on my own, mm-hmm. or at least to know when I should take it to a mechanic. Mm-hmm. And with new technology, you won't always know that, and there are bound to be bugs. Fair enough. Yeah, I can understand your, uh, your caution with the maintenance thing because uh, that's scary for a lot of people even on just – cars the way they are now a lot of electronics uh you throw in a, a vehicle that's all all electric mm-hmm. um maybe some problems and what would what would we do with all that space scott i mean gosh you could have your hood pop open there could be a cooler in there i mean i don't know <laughs> well sure if you're gonna have an efficient car you might as well carry a ton of weight right all right, touche, ah, yeah, touche. Yeah, um, oh. A little sarcasm, a little biting sarcasm. Yeah, you, you've gotten but, me this whole yeah, podcast. No, no, the... Um, I guess the idea is that you know it will change the design of vehicles. It like, could change the design of vehicles. They may look dramatically different. They may not. Oh, yeah. uh, it may just be more useful space. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of up to the manufacturer what they do with that space and how it's used. And you know, I don't know. It just seems like there's just a, a lot of different possibilities for that area now. You know what? I'll even go one further with you down that road. It is up to the manufacturers initially, but. For our listeners out there, and for you and I, it's important to remember that it's also up to the consumers. So if mm-hmm. if people really want this kind of technology, 
uh, they do also, through feedback uh, and buying power, have the ability to influence what kind of cars they will see in the future. Oh, sure, yeah. I mean, um, just get some people involved, get interested in some, uh, you know, maybe, maybe um, I don't know, write to your man, you know, manufacturer and say, mm-hmm. hey, I, I saw this, I wondered when, uh, you know, what your take is on this, or, you know, mm-hmm. are you coming out with a vehicle that has, has this, even if it's a concept vehicle, I'd be interested in it, I'd like to know more about it. Mm-hmm. Um, just make people aware about this stuff and, uh, you know, let them know that you're interested. And I'm sure that they would, they would love to hear from uh, any, any consumer. And as a matter of fact, by way of a segue, Scott, I guess it's time that we mention we also love to uh, hear listener mail. So uh, if you have any questions about today's podcast or any suggestions for an upcoming topic, please send us an email at highspeedstuff at howstuffworks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And be sure to check out the High Speed Stuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner. Gene! Gene Fodor! Gene was good! But be careful, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. The CIA really need your help, Gene. Freeze, Americano! Gene, run! Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, Chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. I'm excited to announce a new season of my podcast, Math & Magic, Stories from the Frontiers of Marketing. Our guests this season show us big risk can yield big rewards, like Rob Riley, the creative head of one of the world's leading advertising firms. I try to create environments where anybody can say anything without any judgment. Listen to a brand new season of Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.